Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? What is good? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. You already know that. Hopefully, you're off to a good start this week. I am recording this, and it is a beautiful fall day here in Indianapolis. We're at about 50 degrees, getting those hoodies out. We're walking outside. We're enjoying football. It has got that smell in the air that, man, I just love this season. It is so good. I'm having a blast being a dad. There's a lot going on. Shout out to my work for paternity leave been nice to spend some extra time with the little one and with the family. I'm finding myself as I'm holding the little one, spending a lot more time on Instagram, spending more time on eBay. It's been a dangerous week. I've got two more weeks off, so good Lord, who knows what's going to happen next. But anyways, in today's episode, we're going to come at you quick and fast. My time is limited, but I always got time for you, the listener, and the member of the Stacking Slabs family. We're going to talk a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball. We're going to talk about wrestling. Yes, pro wrestling and pro wrestling cards. And we're going to close it out by talking about a purchase I made, why I made it, and what it meant to me talking through that process. And hopefully you can learn something from it. That's what this show is all about. It is all about education, and entertainment, and hopefully I can provide one of those two things to you as you sit here, out of your work, taking time away from your family, whatever it might be, but listening to Stacking Slabs this week. So let's get into it. How's your football team doing, huh? How's your squad? Good? Have you resorted to kind of being like, man, my squad's struggling, so my new squad's my fantasy team? I'm not quite there yet, but let me tell you what. What I learned this past week as an Indianapolis Colts fan is that fandom holds no bounds. So after craziness, you know, trying to adjust, adapt, and figure out my schedule, of course I had the Colts and Ravens on Monday Night Football, and they go and they play three excellent quarters, and then, man, Lamar Jackson did what Lamar Jackson does is found some cornerbacks that were second or third guys realized our kicker was hurt and sunk his teeth in like a shark. Man, he's a hell of a player. Congratulations to him on getting his jersey retired in Louisville. Just saw that come came through as I started to record this. But man, the NFL is tough. But for me as a fan, you, you, you keep going. You keep trudging along. I will be going to the game. It'll be over by the time this is goes live. Colts, Texans. I'm hoping, I'm hopeful. We can get our first home win of the year, but so goes it. This is what I can tell you is our new quarterback, Carson Wentz, has, um, played well. Um, he he is not the problem. Um, there's just been a lot of injuries, adjustments, and we're just trying to figure it out. But you know what? The AFC South isn't a great division, so I'm holding on hope. Hopefully that you're enjoying the NFL season. Hopefully you're enjoying NFL football and cards. What I can say is that, again, why I love football is they make you happy. Your teams make you happy. They make you sad. 
but there's not a lot of jersey switching. You see a lot of jersey switching in the NBA where people follow players. In the NFL, people follow teams in their cities, and I think that's why I've got such a strong connection with the sport. Um, there's a loyalty built in, and I think you know that's why I think there's a lot of opportunity in buying cards and becoming maybe not full-fledged, but becoming a team collector in a way. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of people talking about team collecting. Obviously, Kyle from Wax Museum was on my show, basically called me a team collector. We'll see about that. I'd say there's some team collecting in me. But I, I don't, for me, I don't need to be a completist or a team collector of everything. I think the opportunity with football is that if your team gets kicked in the dick and you still want to buy football cards of your team, then there's an opportunity to be a team collector, right? There's a loyalty built in. You want those pieces to represent years, represents moments in your fandom. And I think while you don't need to be a collector of everything, you can shrink it down and collect certain segments of your team, whether it's eras, whether it's players, whether it's positions. And I think for me, I'm a Colts quarterback guy. I like nice cards in those in that lane, right? Peyton Manning, going to talk about a new pickup here. I'm at the end of the show, you know, some Andrew Luck, some Carson Wentz. Um, and I do some other things, right? I'm excited about Jonathan Taylor. I think he's a hell of a player. I'm excited about Michael Pittman Jr. I'm not going and buying 10 to 15 of those guys' cards, but I do have a nice card or two from each of those. And then you go back in the past, and I've got some Marvin Harrison cards. And, you know, you got to represent a guy like T.Y. Hilton has been there for so long. So I think, you know, there is so much attention and, and so much goes into the quarterback hype train, and it gets most of the attention. But to me, who's that for, right? If you're going out and you're playing that game, undeniably, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. Do... Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Kyler Murray look like the next batch and the next crop of NFL quarterbacks to help take us into this next uh, decade? 100%. 100%. But who knows? Knock on wood, hopefully none of these guys get hurt. It's got to be sustainable over a long period of time. And one thing that's sustainable over a long period of time is your connection and loyalty with your team. So... I think when I see a lot of people jumping in and gravitating to these players who are playing well right now, I think most of it, people aren't thinking long-term, right? So they're jumping in on these players and maybe they're going for a quick flip. Maybe they are buying these players and they think that they really have an attachment to them, but then those players don't have a great game and then They've got their cards and they're not, they don't, these quarterbacks aren't representing their team. So there's a little bit of a disconnect. I've been through these motions. Okay. So I'm talking from experience. And I think the quarterback game is, is risky, right? It's risky. And I think for me and enjoying sports cards, I want to find ways to mitigate risk. I've always found it easier to mitigate risk and think long-term about collecting when I'm buying cards from the team I love. Something to think about if you're trying to figure out what your direction is in this football season. Basketball, we're almost there. Regular season liftoff. I can tell you, I have been locked in watching the Pacers play in preseason, maybe more than I can ever remember. I don't know if it's because I'm at home 
or whatever, but I'm really excited about this kid, Chris Duarte. Man, something, go, something to be said about uh, four-year seniors, but this guy's been playing awesome. He does a lot of nice things in our offense. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not running the, the preseason hype train saying this guy's going to be an all-star or anything, but I think he's a nice piece, and I like the draft selection. Um, and I think for basketball, I think a great way to look at it, if you're trying to figure out what you want to collect or maybe explore a new avenue, is look at the, a player's body of work and look at the long stretch. Now, contrast that body of work with shiny objects. And it seems like with basketball, more than any other sport, there's a lot of shiny objects. And the shiny objects are the players who the guys with the big platforms who are on the YouTubes are talking about. You know what I mean? The guys that they're talking and they're in your Instagram feed and people are telling you to hashtag invest in those guys, okay? These are the guys who've never been all-stars. These are the guys who haven't really done much. And but these are the guys who are getting hyped up based on what could happen in speculation. You look at those that group of players and all these young talent that's being hyped up right now, and just look at those guys, and then look at your guys like LeBron, James Harden, Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. These guys who have had sustainable Hall of Fame careers. While some of these guys might not be the shiny object, throw Steph Curry in there. There's other guys you can throw in there too. These guys might not be the shiny object right now, but these are the guys with the legacy. These are the guys that are perennial all-stars that have been to NBA Finals. And to me, the price of some of these rookies or uh, cards and the parallels when they're exceeding thousands of dollars and they've never done anything, it's like I always ask myself the question, what if I went and put that $1,200, $1,500 not into a rookie card that someone's speculating, but put it into a parallel of a proven talent? Like, I'm, I'm guessing if you're in it to hold, there's going to be an appreciation of that investment over the long term. And I think that's what I like to think about a lot is long term versus short term. And just you can play whatever game you want to. But I think for me, in order to mitigate risk and enjoy basketball, I'd rather put my guys in some of these, some of the proven talent. And even guys like Zion and LaMelo Ball, right? They're still young in their careers. These guys don't have the same track record of those mentioned above. I think I've already seen Zion out to miss the start of the season. And I'm not saying Zion is cursed and Zion isn't going to be a, could be a generational player. He could be. Same with LaMelo Ball. But still, I think there's a lot of risk, especially when they're the guys that are showing up continually in your Instagram feed. When people are hyping people up, there's only one place to go, especially if they're not performing well, and that is down. I think one of the things that I've noticed, and I got some inspiration just looking back and trying to figure out what's going on, but if you look at uh, Star Stocks Emerging 30, they do, you know, every week, the guys that, the players that are being invested heavily on their platform, I was looking at it, and they're, as I record this, their perfor- top performers from last week were Tyler Hero, OG Ananobi, and Mikel Bridges. Okay. Tyler Harry, Hero, OG Ananobi, and Mikel Bridges. Okay. So uh, these are the guys that are being hyped up and people are buying on the platform. Now, think about those players. Are these the guys that are going to have a deep run in the NBA playoffs? Are going to be all stars? 
are going to be in the conversation for MVP? Maybe, but likely not. So I think I haven't said this in a long time in this show, but it's always one of those things. Turn left when the market is going right. And turning left could be turning into purchasing some legends. I've got my popcorn ready. I'm ready for this season to go. And I think there is uh, just basketball's back, baby. And we should all get excited about basketball and basketball cards. I want to thank my man, Chris McGill, from the Card Ladder Squad for coming in and having that conversation. I got so many, so much great feedback. People like when Chris is on the show, he's kind of a regular. Um, he's an easy guy to come in and talk, rip up any hobby topic. So it won't be the last time you'll hear him on the show. I want to point people in the direction of my man, Rob, sports card therapist. I got the opportunity to be on his show a second time. He's doing really good things. I love his style. Um, he's bringing a lot of value to the hobby. So make sure you go check out his show. And let's talk about this Friday. I'm fired up. This is a long time coming. And I'm bringing an industry person on the show. Doesn't happen very often, but I got my man, Billy Celio, who's a product manager at Upper Deck. Why would I want to be talking with a product manager at Upper Deck? Maybe because he's responsible for leading the charge on the new AEW All Elite Wrestling product that is coming out soon. I'm fired up to talk wrestling, wrestling cards, and there is just so much excitement and potential with All Elite Wrestling. I'm certainly a mark for it. Um, it's it, Dynamite got pushed to Saturday. That's what I'm doing this Saturday night. I'm going to watch AEW. I'm fired up about it, and we're going to talk AEW cards and what Coming directly from the source. So we're going to talk to him. I'm going to unpack. I'm going to learn the process, learn what went into making that inaugural set. And while we're talking wrestling cards, I just want to, I just want to stand up and congratulate the wrestling card community on doing something that I was not expecting. And that is prop up a new release and just get fired freaking up about it. We had 2021. WWE Tops Chrome dropped this past Friday, and I had never seen anything quite like it. I had just people were fired up on Twitter, showing their hits, people busting cases, great cards everywhere, people going on eBay. And I just took a step back and I was trying to think about this. I was like, what, what is it about this set that people are responding so well to? Because I don't remember this happening. For 2020, and it's I can't remember people getting so excited for modern wrestling cards, and so I kind of took a step back and I was I was trying to analyze it. And my immediate reaction on Friday, and I sent this over to my man Drake Drake's PC. I said there has been a build of momentum around wrestling cards for some time. People have been who people have united around creating content, sharing cards, and educating, especially around the modern space. I think familiar product comes out at a great price point, which brings in new people who can learn through ripping without losing their ass. I think long timers help pour gasoline by it on it and it explodes. And I am, this is a great product, everyone. WWE Tops Chrome 2021 is a phenomenal product. I ripped two hobby boxes, put it on my Instagram page, it pulled a nice gem, freaking Alexa Bliss gold refractor auto. And it's just a great product. And this is a product where people aren't chasing rookies. They're chasing parallels. 
And there's so many badass parallels in this. And I think this is the type of release and product, especially before AEW comes out, where there's a lot of momentum, which will help grow a market that I truly love. And I just can't tell you, I've been all weekend, I'm just refreshing eBay, seeing what's hitting, seeing what's hitting eBay. And if it's something I need, I'm making purchases. And I don't care. I don't care if people might say, oh, he's overpaying for this or whatever. To me, this is a long-term hold. Like I'm going to buy these cards that fit within my collection because I have a desire to have a significant, prestigious, shiny wrestling card collection. I'm a modern guy. Yes, I've got some vintage stuff, but I love modern wrestling product. I do. And I think if you're into wrestling, you should too. I think there's been a few platforms for wrestling cards, and they've all been about vintage. It's all been vintage, and vintage is great. And I don't want to discount vintage. And I've been on record of saying, you know, 8283 Wrestling All Stars is the GOAT set. But we can evolve. We Our tastes evolve. Our interests evolve. We want, connect, we want connections with guys and gals we're seeing on TV um, from past and present. I just think, God, we collect cards and we collect Topps Chrome. It's such a significant set. And now WWE has a badass freaking product that they're putting out that I'm proud of, that I'm going to put my money on. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying, rip a pack of this. Do it. If you're into wrestling, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I just love how excited the community has got around this product. This is like, I'm, I'm glued in. I'm locked in. This is a fire product. And I'm really pumped that the community seems to agree right now. All right. How do we, it's hard for me to transition from wrestling. I just want to talk about wrestling all day, but I will be posting some of my hits. I will be posting some of my pickups because you know why? I'm trying to get some shiny damn cards, shiny wrestling cards, and I'm trying to keep them in my PC forever. And you know why? Not because I've seen other people do it, but because these are the cards that make me really happy. All right, let's close this damn thing out by talking about a card that I just purchased. So I've been on a Peyton Manning tear, okay? I've been buying his Bronco stuff. I've been finding opportunities. And I wanted to share the process I went in through about one of the cards that I recently purchased. So I've been on a mission. I have taken a lot of funds that I have for the hobby and put it directly into buying Peyton Manning. You know the story about my connection with Peyton, but also I'm feeling like I need to do it now more than ever based on people jumping into Manning's market, excitement around it. I'm thinking to myself, if there are certain cards that pop up, I need to get them because I might not ever see them again. So I've been waiting on a couple cards to hit my feed. One of the cards came through, and when I saw it, it was probably, it was listed at almost $1,000 more than I wanted to pay. And this is, it's a card that doesn't sell a lot. So I'm trying to do the math in my head based on Manning's market expansion. Shout out Card Ladder for giving me the tools to be able to analyze past sales data and the growth of his market to figure out where I should be making an offer at. And so then you factor in some things like, okay, scarcity of the card. You factor in like some personal things like, okay, like I'm actually willing to pay a little more because I'm kind of scared that this card might not show up again. 
so I'm, I'm going through the process in my, my mind. And I think the first, the card is 2002 Finest X-Fractor. And it's in BGS 9 slab. This card is out of 20. There are 20 of these cards. This is the first X-Fractor. This is Peyton's first X-Fractor. This is a card I need. I'm a shiny card guy. This card is, there's only 20. Beautiful. I had peop, I had my man Drake send me a video of his looking at him in, in hand, and it just looks beautiful. I needed this card. And I think as I'm building out my collection, I've, I've understood that, or I've, I've said to myself, you know what, like, I need to represent this guy's entire career. And if you can buy a card that represents someone's, or you can buy a, a card that not only represents a year in his career, but is significant and from a product perspective, and on top of that, a short print, boom, 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 boom. It's hitting a lot of qualifiers for me, and I had to have it. So this card is a BGS 9. There's only, it's a pop 2. There's two higher. I think there's one PSA 10. I know who's got that card. But when you, when you start understanding who's got this card and you realize these cards aren't going to leave these collections, it makes a, a card that's short printed to 20. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, if I'm doing the math in my head based on what I know, then there's 12 copies. And those 12 copies aren't graded. Where are they at? And so you're, I'm doing the math. So anyways, it became... I've reached this point like many of you reach when you're looking and trying to analyze a card and price point where I said, okay, I need this card. I'm going to message the seller. I messaged the seller, asked him, said, hey, here's my offer. Like, let's talk about it. And got back to me and said, you know what? I've got a lot of people watching this card. I can't, I can't do it. Um, so for me, I wasn't done. I wasn't taking that as a no. I was taking that as a, okay, I'm going to hold tight for now put a little hope in that card not getting taken off the shelf, just come from a place of abundance and just in a day, reach back out the new offer, not going over what my offer price is, but reaching back out. So went to bed. All I could think about is the card when I woke up. I went for a run, kept thinking about the card. I was like, man, I don't want to miss this card. Came back, got in the shower, looked at my phone. I had a notification on eBay. It's a notification from the, the seller on eBay, and he had gotten back to me and said, hey, would you do this price? And that price was my ceiling for the card, and I said, absolutely. Easiest quick pay I ever made in my life, and now I'm thrilled to have that 2002 Finest X-Fractor out of 20 BGS 9 Peyton Manning in my collection. This card represents a year. It might not have ended in the best year after a 41-0 to zero gutting loss to Chad Pennington and the Jets. Tried to black that one out, but I needed a significant card of a significant product to represent the 2002 year, and now I have it. So just think about those things and think about the process you're going through. Don't overextend yourself. Work with dealers. If you're patient, sometimes they'll come around. But damn, I'm glad to have this one in my PC. I want to close this out by putting out something that I, I shared on Instagram earlier this week, and it was about trust. And I said that the one, the thing that we all do is full of challenges, chasing the grails that we dream about, negotiating deals, walking away from them, 
selling the cards we we love to level up, but nothing is as challenging and as building trust with the community. Work to earn it. Trust is everything in sports cards. Trust is everything in life. It's not easy to attain, but the more we focus in on building trust, the more opportunity, cards, people, ideas, information we want come at us. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back with Billy and Upper Deck on Friday. Peace.